Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. I want to thank all of our listeners from all over the world. Please do subscribe and share if you're not already. All right, let's get into it. Hello. Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave, featuring Tony Schultz, my dear friend, Tony Schultz, I've known this motherfucker since I was 13 years old. And guess what? <laughs> we're still friends. That's crazy. So we gonna get we're gonna get into it. We're gonna chop it up. What are we talking about, Tony? What do you what are we talking about? Can you break this down for the people? Well, the first thing that, that's on my Dave, my mind, Dave, is the uh the insurrection and the fallout from it and where we're headed post one six. And of course that you know, segues right into um, voting rights and what's happening with these uh, Republican legislatures all over the country. And basically their their whole theme is, how can we make it harder for people to vote, particularly, Dave, people that we don't think will vote for us? And I think we know who those people are. Well, you know, and you bring up an amazing point right there, Tony. So, I think the Republican strategy is let's get as few people to vote as possible, right? I don't know what the Democratic strategy is because they don't have much to sell us on. I mean, you know, the stimulus bill, but it hasn't passed yet, right? So I'm I'm very you know me, Tony. I'm very skeptical. I am not a two-party guy. I am not a Biden fan. Definitely not a Trump fan. Definitely not a Biden fan. I'm a third party guy. I advocate for the People's Party, www.peoplesparty.org. I think this is the only hope. But what we're going to talk about right here is the conundrum that we've been placed in by what I like to call the lamestream media, right? Because they narrow the conversation, wouldn't you say, Tony? Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends who you're watching, Dave. But you know, you could. There's so many outlets that seem to be either right or either left, and we have what I would call a lot of cheerleaders. But what we also have going on right now, Dave, is just people and some of these outlets that are out of their freaking minds. Um, and what I mean by that is, when you go back and look at this January sixth, the insurrection day. How many of these different individuals and some of these news outlets, particularly Fox News, are acting as if January 6th was really not a big deal and the way Republicans voted on whether or not we should investigate it, investigate the, the, the matter, and they voted no. Like, no, we don't need an investigation on that. You know, Dave, you, know, you can say kind what you want about Democrats, but the Republicans are not dealing in reality. They're clearly not dealing in reality. Well, I would go so far as to say both parties have been swept up by the corporate money. I mean, let's just call it what it is, right? Citizens United. Corporations can give an unlimited amount to a political party. So that's bribery. That's corruption at the worst level, at the highest extent imaginable, right? I mean, so what we have, Tony, 
and and, and you know, I, I I kind of agree with you, but I but I don't want to give the Democratic Party any credence at all because I'm 53, and for the dem for for my entire life, after Jimmy Carter, the Democratic Party has done nothing but fuck me since since uh, Clinton, shall we say. The Democratic Party has done nothing but fuck the working class person and say that they're representing the working class person, but they haven't put any legislation forth to help those people, right? All they've done is say, oh, Republicans evil. Oh, Republicans evil. But what do you offer? What do you offer as the Democratic Party, right? And now it's like, well, what do they offer? I don't know. Well, don't but know. lately, lately, Dave, they're offering HR one and the infrastructure bill, and they did get some bipartisan bipartisan What's support. HR one. HR one. Part of it is is um, an infrastructure bill, Dave, uh, and another part of HR one, Dave, is dark money and limits to how much people can put into um, campaigns, and it would limit um, uh, money. That uh, say a billionaire could put into a particular campaign, Dave, and they can't do it um, anonymously. You okay, so this this is something that I think everybody should be for, right? Because if you're for a quote unquote, you know, democratic republic where the people actually have a say, then this is crucial, right? I mean, who would vote against this? Who would be against this, Tony? Republicans. Expand upon that. Well, come they've on. already they've yep. already said Mitch McConnell has already said, Dave, these kind of things are dead in the water. Another part right. of HR one is how are we going to pay for some of these infrastructure things and, and that we want to do? And the Biden administration has gone to the left on this, Dave. They've become more progressive. And I'm really surprised to hear that that's happened. Um and too. Now, if you let me check less, you real quick, if you make let if me, you make over four hundred thousand dollars, if you make less than four hundred thousand dollars a year, your taxes would not go up. Over that amount, the taxes would go up. There would be a wealth tax added to this. And Mitch McConnell said there is no way they're going for they they want there is no way they're going to vote for anything that gets rid of the Trump tax cuts. Okay, so right out the right out the door right out the gates that's ridiculous right that's ridiculous mitch mitch mcconnell is digging his heels in i think mitch mcconnell should be accused of treason because he has dug his heels in and inhibited the government from functioning now isn't wouldn't that be treason you are personally throwing a monkey wrench in the machinery of government and prohibiting Anything from happening or going forward. I think that's treason. That's, that's, he's doing the absolute opposite of what he was put in place to do. He's put in place to pass legislation, not to be a loggerhead, right? You would think, but right now, Dave, Republican legislators across the country, Dave, are using democracy to suffocate democracy. That's what they're doing. They're making it harder for people to vote. You heard, well, David, about the Georgia step law. Back. Step back. How do you mean they're using democracy? Because it's not democracy. They're using our system to subvert democracy, right? 
Well, but they're in houses of the legislatures, Dave, across the country voting on this and going, oh, we have a majority here, say, in Kentucky, say, in Georgia, say, in Arizona, where they're doing those scam audits. And they're saying, Mississippi, maybe. you know what, we're going to vote and we're going to say, you know, that's souls to the polls where uh, black churchgoers vote on Sundays, Dave, right? You know what? We're going to limit that. Nah, you can't go that early. We're going to cut that. And um, those those mail-in drop boxes, Dave, right? You know, we're just going to say every place has to have an equal amount, even though some places, you know, are very rural and don't have as nearly as many people, and some places have a whole bunch of people. So let's so limit the saying, number of those. So l- l- let me follow what you're saying. So you're saying by by we have to have an equal amount. They're not saying that Okanoke, uh, Arkansas, has to have the same amount as New Jersey. We're saying that New Jersey can lower their amount because Okanoke, wherever, doesn't have that many. What they're saying, Dave, is I don't care if you've got a ton of people and you need way more and there's, you've got an area of land that's scattered, you know, vast area. You know what? That place, we don't have to have nearly as many of them. So it's just harder for some people to get now, one, Tony, to go find one. Can we step? Can we take just two steps back? On uh, we got two, we got uh, we got two messages already. So I want to get to these people right away. Thank you so much, listeners. Benny Boom Boom, what's going on, Money Penny? I want to, as a matter of fact, I want to play these messages right away because these people are. I'm huge fans of both of these people, so I want to hear their comments. I'm going to play them right now, Tom. Professor Money Penny. <laughs> oh my God. So the summary of today's show is how to cause corruptive political electoral behavior, how to stop the idiots voting, but don't vote for us. <laughs> Love it. Do you know, I did electoral behavior at university um, as my, my main study, and my main paper. Um, and I don't remember that bit. I do not remember that bit of, you know, keep the idiots out. But it's a good one. I'll think about it. Anyway, I'm not an expert on U.S. politics, but I'd like to know what happened to the Fauci emails. Suddenly, everybody had no interest in them. Nothing came from it that I'm aware of that is particularly significant other than uh, confession to paying lots of money for gain of function research in China. Is that it? Is that all that's happening? Uh, very, very strange. And also, is Biden an alien? And is there any more alien news coming out of the White House? Thank you. So, Tony, I got to give you a little, a little backstory. So, Professor Moneypenny is a brilliant professor from the UK, as you could probably tell by the voice. She's also suffering from what's what's called long-term COVID. She's had COVID for about a year and a half now. And her body's fucking fighting her, right? She is fighting her body. It, it, it's not good. It's not good. It's horrible what she's going through right now. It's horrible. She's posted pictures. Um, I, I've known this woman for about a year now, Tony. And it's appalling. But what I want to come back to is what she, Fauci emails, Tony. This is like Epstein. It just it just went under the rug. Like all of a sudden we got these Fauci emails and he's basically it was proving that he was lying to the public 
and saying something in, in to the public, and then he would say it the opposite to his peers, right? So basically, like Hillary Clinton, when she was speaking to Wall Street, right, would do the opposite, right? Same as Hillary. So we've seen this model before. But what do we do? What do you think? I want your two cents. Tony, how is this? How do you compare this to Epstein and to the Hillary email leaks? You know, Dave, I just don't know enough about this. All I can say is, you know, if this guy's completely contradicting himself and or just plain lying, get some investigative journalists on this and get it and let's get it out there because, hey, this guy's had a lot of influence for quite a long time on one of these unbelievably important periods, you know, health-wise in America in a hundred years. And if he's been misleading the public, Dave, it it sounds like he may be involved in, some of this has to be criminal, isn't it? If, If he's been telling us the wrong thing and making more people sick, I mean, I'm all about, you know, accountability on these kind of things. You know, but other than that, I don't really have a lot of details of what his um, emails were all about. What the email said exactly. Yeah, yeah. But but well, for the to, to, to summarize, he basically contradicted himself. And as you said, he should be prosecuted for what has been revealed, because at one point he said he told people that, oh, no, no you don't need masks. And then he he came back and he said, well, well, the reason I said that is because I wanted health workers to be able to get masks. So I didn't want the public to buy them all up. Really? Really? So you're going to lie to us? Why don't you just say health workers get the first priority? Well, but that, doesn't, doesn't the PED thing come in come into play there? Where uh, what, What's that acronym stand for, Dave, when the government is going to like, Okay, we can go to companies and say to manufacturing companies and say, whatever you're manufacturing now, now. you must do this now. I forgot what the acronym is for that. I don't either. I I can't remember either, but it's a war act. And that's what they implemented during World War Two to convert all the car companies to making bombs and and bullets. Right. Right. So, Dr. Fauci, when it comes to that. There's no reason to say that because he has to be like, no. okay, guys, we have to start producing more of this to get to our health workers first. Right. And now what's come and now I don't want to go too deep into the Fauci thing unless, you know, unless listeners lead us there, then I'll, you know, no problem. I'll go there. Uh, you know, I want to, I want to go wherever the people want to talk about, but uh, my synopsis of what I've learned about the Fauci thing, and I've, I've been digging deep is that he was given through the NIH, through a subsidiary of the NIH, National Institute of Health, they formed an offshoot so it couldn't be tied back to the NIH. They gave him $3.9 million. He went to Wuhan, China, to the Institute of Virology, gave them this money and said, we want to work on gain-of-function research. Now. You add all that up, Tony, and then you got this worldwide pandemic that started at the doorstep of the Wuhan lab in China. It's a little more than suspicious, wouldn't you say? I would. And I just heard him say, talking about Fauci, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago now, but he did say that 
Well, he could have started in a lab. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. I thought, oh, I thought they were saying it, it started. It went from it jumped from animal to human in nature. Well, and and do you remember in the beginning, Tony? Like, if you questioned the thing, you were like, you were. It was like 9-11. Like, you were questioning the official story of 9-11. Like, oh, you're a terrorist. Do you remember that? The climate? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, I do. Because you know me. I am a truth seeker, and I've been on the, on the front line of this. I'm not saying I know what's happening, but saying, whoa, people, here is something to look at. Right? Something's not right here. It doesn't add up. That's all I've been saying. Never tried to say I know what's going on. Okay. But I have. It's like people have written me off. But this this woman, Professor Moneypenny, we got another message from her. I want to I want to play right here. Like I said. Professor in the UK, long term COVID sufferer, hardcore investigator. And she's coming up with similar similar factoids. So. When different people come up with the same synopsis, what do you do, right? Like, huh, four different people investigated something. They're telling me something similar. Well, there might be something to that, right? Might be. Well, it certainly gives it more credibility. Doesn't make, doesn't make it true or false. It just, huh, well, if these people are saying it too and these people are saying it, Maybe I should look at it a little more. Thank you. Thank you. And that's all I'm saying, Tony. I'm not trying to tell anybody that I know and you need to listen to me. I'm not that's the last thing I'm saying. All I'm all I'm doing is posing questions. Like, huh, I'm not satisfied in this regard over here. Let's look deeper. I'm not satisfied over here. Let's look deeper. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's play, uh, let's play our next message from Professor Moneypenny. Oh, and before I forget with my COVID brain, um, so I was in another chat and another room in another world and another platform talking about John McAfee, um, amazing uh, all the different conspiracy theories, whether he's actually faked his death. But bottom line, Hillary Clinton, what was she doing with him with a load of cocaine when she was asking him to eat her bum. And why is nobody publishing it? I mean, it's outrageous. Well, what, let me... What? Cocaine and yeah. eating ass? I don't, what, what was the connection there? Yeah, I'm, and, and I'm, I haven't heard this one yet, so this is news to me. However, let's just, let's just rewind a little bit. That might sen sen sound sensational, right? But let's review... Bill Clinton was the governor of Mena, Arkansas. Was the governor of Arkansas? Mena, Arkansas, is where George Bush flew plane loads of cocaine into during the Iran Contra scandal. Mena, Arkansas, was apparently the most remote airstrip in the entire country. Now, Bill Clinton. After doing that, after helping George Bush with his cocaine business and the CIA with their cocaine business, helping them, uh, you know, uh, subterfuge the entire Congress and accomplish their goals 
even though Congress said, hell no. Then Bill Clinton, governor of the poorest state in the country, became president. How does that happen? What did he do in Arkansas that merited him to rise to the national stage? Well, he was like, what, a t- he served, what, two separate terms as governor of Arkansas. And, he and was had clearly- many lawsuits, many lawsuits against him. There was the Rose, uh, Rose Law Firm scandal. There was the Whitewater scandal. Um, his, his, you know, his governorship was riddled with scandal. And it, it's, uh, it's also said in a documentary that he consolidated power to the executive branch of the state government as nobody had done before. Huh. Gangster. Well, I mean, you know, you, you survive scandals and sometimes you don't survive scandals, Dave. And, you know, you come up the, with, the, with the proof and people go to jail or you don't. I mean... You know, Nixon, you know what Nixon, I like? Nixon as vice president survived the uh, uh, slush fund scandal with the checkers speech. If you guys, anybody remembers that, you know, and just, well, they really couldn't prove it. And he made a speech and everybody kind of supported him and break, he stayed on the ticket. You survived some of them, some of you don't. Break that down for us, Tony, for the people that haven't heard it. There, he, when he was vice president, he set up some type of slush fund. Exactly what it was for, I don't remember. but. Eisenhower, even though nobody was, I don't think he was, he wasn't convicted of anything, but, uh, you know, it was just a bad look. Eisenhower was thinking about dropping him from the ticket going into the next election. He came out and he made what is known as the checkers speech. He told about his finances and he didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, uh, he was sent a gift. I guess they were saying that people were sending him money, uh, illegal contributions. And he said some Texas businessman sent him a cocker spaniel dog in a crate, and his kids love the dog, and despite what they say about it, we're going to keep him. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, you know, would, would you call that um, the way to sidestep a scandal? Well, it's certainly it's good for PR. But also, too, David, again, he wasn't actually convicted of anything, is my understanding. You know, it's not like uh, where Watergate, where they had a smoking gun, and had, had he not resigned, chances are he was, not only was he impeached, but he would have been removed from office. And many Republicans, you know, went to him and said, you don't have our support anymore. You know, mm-hmm. you're done. Right. You're done. Cross the line. You cross the line, so forget it. Do we not, do we not have something going on that right now? Just reel me this. I'm I'm just I'm riffing on this, Tony. This is just I'm going off of a of a thought of a gut feeling, but humor me. Do we not? Excuse me. Have the same thing happening with both parties right now, where they're playing oh, that I'm- like where the Democratic Party is playing like, oh, you can't, oh, don't. You know, don't talk about Hillary. Don't talk bad about Biden because we got to beat Trump. But they're not saying what they're going to do for you. And then Trump is just like, oh, well, anybody but that guy. But we don't have a platform. Yeah, well, I mean, there, there's probably a lot of shady dealings anyway, Dave. But a lot of what we think is, is shady 
just because of, of campaign finance laws, Dave, is actually legal. Like you said it, it's like legal bribery. You know, well, um, Tony. But but l- l- let me re- let me count let me check you right there. Being legal doesn't mean it's right, right? No, of course not. But you know, you can't charge somebody for doing something legally. Totally. But yeah, but we can, a, but, you can't make it a crime if it's actually legal. You got to go change the law. Right. But I want to but I want us to both agree right here, right now, that the powers in place have made laws that favor them. Clearly. Clearly. So there we go. Well, that's why I, I love mean, you, buddy. David, we've been talking about campaign finance reform. How long has this kind of been my pet? My pet uh, topic, you know. Tony, we've been talking about this for we've been talking about this for twenty years, bro. It's gotta be. It's gotta be because it was definitely during the Clinton administration when we were talking about it. And uh, I want people to read uh, a book by um, a a wonderful writer, Jane Mayer. It's called Dark Money, and how all this, some of this stuff got started, and. You know, it's it's not just about Republican corruption. It's you know no. this runs runs on both sides. For but sure. a big part of it was um, the denial Great of climate point. change, Dave. Denial of Great climate point. change. Republicans used to actually believe in the science. George H. W. Bush believed in the science. Then the big money started coming from Koch brothers and such, Dave. You know, the oil producers, oil and gas producers, and they said we're going to attack this headlong. And we're just going to, like, you know, produce our own scientists that say, no, it's not really happening. And that's where we are with that. And that's why dark money is so dangerous. Thank you. Oil, gas, and coal. Oil, gas, and coal. And now, come on, the biggest industries in the world. Now, talk about unlimited budget, right? What is mobile oil or Exxon? What's their marketing budget, right? Are you kidding me? And, And get this. Your marketing budget, Tony, it's a write-off. Do you know that? Oh, don't, don't get me started on the taxes. Did anybody see with the, the article from Politico about three weeks ago? Just confirming all the stuff that we've been saying all these years, Dave, that major corporations and the richest among us don't pay taxes. Yeah. Some of them yep. have no federal income tax. It is didn't pay Zero. federal income tax. Zero. Got, got a rebate from the government. Zero, Tony. Zero, zero. Like corporations making billions and people making billions paid zero because why? Because fuck you, job creator. No, fuck you. Pay taxes. We need our infrastructure because the infrastructure is what allowed you to form a successful corporation. We have wonderful highways, bridges, freeways, airports, right? Yeah. Without those, what do you got as a as a corporate as Amazon? Without that infrastructure, what do you got? You got nothing. Thank you. And you want so you want to keep up with China and Russia and all these kind of things as we go we move into the future. Well, you got to figure out how to how to pay for this stuff. We got what thirty two trillion dollars worth of debt that we're paying interest on. Probably need to pay that down at some point. Well, I wouldn't even trip on the. I don't. I don't trip on the debt, right? Because debt is like a credit card, right? Like you just, as long as your income is higher than your debt, you're good. Just keep it rolling. But, but as it, soon as it, that, 
But as soon as that turns in any little bit and interest rates have to go up, you're going to see a major, major decline in the uh, in economic growth. And that could lead well, to even more inflation than we already have. I agree with you. Bad. I agree with you, but I think that hints to a larger discussion, which could be a whole nother podcast, mm-hmm. which is the Federal Reserve, right? The Federal Reserve is a private for-profit corporation run by the biggest banks in the world, and they decide what our interest rate is, what the inflation rate is, and at what percent they're going to loan the U.S. government money, what percent of interest that is. So why the fuck does the U.S. government have to borrow money from the Federal Reserve. Why can't we just print our own money? Why is the Treasury not printing money? I don't know. Do you know why? No. Because in 1913, there was a meeting. It was a private meeting, and it was on an island, and it was attended by the seven biggest bankers in the world, and they formed a cabal, Tony. Right, a cabal. Let's just call it what it is. It's it's a it's a you know, what do we call drug dealers? What do we call the big drug dealers? Um, what's that word? God, now cartel, cartel. Oh, okay. So it's it's so it's a cartel. It's a banking cartel. Let's call it what it is. These are the biggest bankers in the world that got together on get this, Tony Jekyll. Island. Ooh, scary name. That's rich, right? Off the coast of Georgia. So a private island owned by one of these asshole bankers. They conspired to create the Federal Reserve so that they could control the currency and profit off of every dollar printed. These are the bankers. And we let this happen. Now, anybody that has gone against the Federal Reserve, Tony, Andrew Jackson, um, John F. Kennedy, they haven't fared too well. Hmm. They're dead. <laughs> They're dead. I've never heard yeah, that. Before. They got shot. And not just dead. They got shot in the fucking head. Right? Like, big message. Don't fuck with us, right? Let's play our next message. Sorry, I just don't do politics, period. That's one thing I do not get involved with, this conversation about politics, but it is interesting. Anyway, not much to say except I don't do politics, period. Well, not that's much of a hilarious. Not much why, of a on earth, there. why on earth are you chiming into a political podcast saying, hey, I don't politics. do politics? <laughs> that's funny. That's when you just, like, you know, change the channel on the TV and, you know. Anyway. <laughs> People are strange when you're a stranger. Women seem ugly when you're alone or wicked. 
right? So talk to me, Tony. Talk to me. Talk to I'm me not about sure how the lyrics go there. Yeah. So it, women seem wicked when you're not wanted. Faces in the yeah, I forgot the rest. Anyway. But coming back to reality, our current situation, the current political paradigm, Tony, like, has there ever been a better time to jump out of the two-party system? Question to you. Yeah, I, I don't know that um, the, there's the political will to do it, and I don't, I just don't see how we're going to be able to get enough people behind a third party to make a third party viable. It just, I, these, these two parties now, again, maybe Dave, if you can, if we pass some of these, um, uh, laws, uh, these things to get big money out of politics, maybe that would help. I mean, that, right. And they have and, a stranglehold there. I don't know how you, how you get around it. And then we also pass pass legislation that does prop, uh, um, what is it, uh, proportional representation, right? So if you win 3% of the vote, you get 3% of... Right, instead of a winner-take-all right? system, yeah. Right, because that's lame. Nobody in the world, and once again, once again, nobody in the fucking world does it the way we're doing it. But we think... We're the shit. Like, how the fuck, how is that? We're the new kids on the block as far as a country goes. Would you not think we would look around and see what systems work, what don't? But so that, to me, is the key indication that we have been taken over by the banker class, by the donor class, right? The donors that donate to oh. both political parties, right? Yeah. The Koch, the Koch brothers donate to the political, to both political parties. So they don't lose. The Koch brothers get what they want, no matter who wins, right? They do. So that is the problem. Do you not agree? Oh, well, you know where I stand on that, Dave. I mean, I, I'm all for public financing of elections. I'm for limiting... I'm for limiting the amount of money that goes into uh, campaigns, dramatically limiting it, limiting it, you know, um, much smaller contributions. And uh, the whole concept of corporations as people, I think, should be done away with. I mean, there's been legislation in the last many years um, that have just made this situation even worse when it's already been bad for a long time. You know? Well can we talk about corporations as people? Sure. Let's let's break that down for a minute. Just just for a minute, right? Um, just because this one fires me up, right? So I am told to believe that name name a corporation for me. Name name like the most evil corporation you can think of. Exxon. Exxon. Okay, so I am told to think that Exxon is my neighbor. And they're a good citizen and they care about their community and, and they're going to do the best thing they can. Tony, they're your neighbor. But that's not <laughs> the case, Tony. 
Where is Exxon's headquarters? We don't even know, do we? I don't. I don't know. I don't know that. I would imagine it's either either in New York or Texas, You'd like the stock exchange center or the oil center, right? One of the two. But that's a guess. I and I'm saying I'm ignorant right now, so don't quote me on this. I have no idea. But I'm 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 brain farting right now, and it blows. And I'm going on a train, right? So I'm following a vein. I'm following a thought process right here. So follow me on this. Follow me through this vein, right? Like I'm mining right here. Follow me. Um, it blows my mind that we allow this type of capitalism that destroys 80% while 20% get rich. Pretty sad. Can you can you expand upon that? Uh, well, nothing that I haven't already said, Dave. Um, you know, when the people that make the laws make the laws to benefit themselves, you know, everybody else gets left behind. And like you were saying, how they keep us fighting amongst ourselves, you know, instead of looking up, we're, you know, we got our, our country that, you know, punches down. Let's let's worry about, you know, immigrants and let's worry about groups that have no actual you know institutional power and let's uh let's blame them for stuff let's be angry at them right i love what you said um punching down thank you for bringing that term up because i'm not sure if a lot of people are, are familiar with that term and um it's kind of become a catchphrase in the last i don't know what would you say five years yeah i'd say so yeah so somewhere in there, punching down, right? So what this is, is, and I think, well, let me, let me, as I like to do, Tony, let me pull back the microscope, right? And the movie Plutocracy, I think it might be both of our favorite do documentary ever made, right? I think it's the most important documentary ever made. Personally, I'm a documentary fiend, and, and this is number one on my fucking list of 1,500 documentaries that I have on my YouTube channel. Um, and why is because it breaks down how the 1% has been pitting the poor against each other for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years, right? And... And what 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 happens if, you know, divide and conquer? It's the oldest trick in the book, right? So you pit your enemies against each other. Now you have half of an enemy to fight, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the oldest trick in the book. It's it's the go to for the CIA and the FBI. And through the Freedom of Information Act, you know, we have learned so much about the CIA and FBI. And if you haven't learned that yourself, feel free to tune in to previous episodes of my podcast. I did a I did a whole episode on the FBI's Cointel Pro program, which is the counterintelligence program of the FBI, where they investigated every single left-leaning person. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you're aware, Tony, but that is where Ronald Reagan got his start. Did you know that? I did not know that. 
check this out. This is deep. Ronald Reagan was a rat for the right. So he ratted out any, it was McCarthyism, right? McCarthyism shit, same era. The, the tail end of the McCarthyism shit, right? So the FBI was asking Reagan to rat out anybody in Hollywood that he thought was left-leaning. And he went all in. He went full tilt boogie with them. He was all in. So all of a sudden, this total B actor, like commercial actor, and like he'd never been a lead actor. He, he was in B movies. Never made a fucking, he was never a Clark Gable or anything like that, right? All of a sudden, he's president? I'm like, what? Right? So I think, and once again, this is my gut. This is not fact. But it's my gut that, you know, his appointment to the governor of California was payback for his doing work with the FBI. He wasn't elected governor. He was appointed. Well, well, no, he was elected. But okay. I'm saying, he, yeah. I'm saying he was appointed because he was put in the position to be able to be elected. Right? Who the fuck was he five years prior? Right? He was nobody. Well, he he was a pretty famous guy, Dave, and he was the host of General Electric Theater. I think he was the president of the Screen Actors Guild which is fairly political, certainly politically connected, you know, um, and of course, like, like if you're saying, Dave, if you're doing things that, you know, uh, powerful parties like, then that's when you're going to get financial backing to run for higher office. That's how, and, that's how a lot of it works. And what are, what, well, and so you may be correct. What I heard is that he gained such public attention that he was then given the microphone, right? Yeah. You know, you get a high profile, Dave. You know, you're on TV, you're in movies, people know you, people trust you. That helps. That's all, you know. And you and I, and you and I have both said, we have a price, right? Most of us do. So... <laughs> I'm sure Ronald Reagan had a price, right? Like if somebody came up, Tony, I'm just going to say it right now. I consider myself to be a freedom fighter. But if somebody came up and offered me $10 million to just go like full on right wing and just flip my shit, I would probably do it, bro. Because <laughs> I'm struggling. It's hard not to. Dude. And that's that's why you're you're. That's why you're just making the point why it's important to get big money out of politics, because that's the corrupter. Right. Because money is the corrupter. Yeah. And if we don't have people doing things because it's their core value, then we have nothing. Right? We'll certainly lose our way. I mean, it's it's that whole thing, Dave, of... Um, why you have to tax rich people more. And then people will say, oh, well, if you think like that and you're somebody of means, then just give your money to the government. Well, that's making the point for them. That's making their point for them because that's exactly what's not going to happen. Nobody's going to do that voluntarily. That's just not what most people do. 
Well, and, 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 and not only that, but you brought up a bigger argument, right? <clears throat> Which is, well, let's just let the market sort itself out. Well, it won't. The market always goes for fucking ultimate greed, ultimate profit. Fuck you. Right? And it's also it's also based on the rules made by the people who want the rules in their own favor. I well, mean, and, and let me just specify, Tony, the rule. Okay, so the law, the the law that a corporation operates under is fiduciary and so I had to learn this when I became a realtor. Right. So if I am your realtor, Tony, I have a what's called a fiduciary responsibility to you, meaning I have to look at your bottom line as the number one. Whatever I do, I have to think about you and your income first before mine. Right. Right now, that that does you not have, exist in politics. You have to have my best interests in mind for whatever you do. Thank you, but I I can't be selling you a house because it's going to benefit me. But now in politics, that rule does not exist, Tony. Why? What the fuck? That's insanity, right? It is. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Like, are you kidding me that this law does not exist? It exists in one regard, but in real estate, where it's your most valuable possession, your your biggest investment in your lifetime. Are you kidding me? We're not going to protect people in the same regard there. No, we're not. No, we're not. And Tony, you know, I am a licensed real estate agent. So how did I learn this? Studying real estate. It's a mind blow, right? It really is. How it's, we've it's, it, 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 I want to I want to hear what you said. Go ahead. Well, I mean, how we've let this go for so long and not had, you know, a problem with it. And here now we have some legislation that says, OK, let's get rid of some of this dark money. Let's and it just isn't front and center for a lot of things. You know, it just it's out there. And I'm glad the Democrats have put it out there. But I think they should hammer on this stuff much, much more. I think they should hammer on those type of issues, Dave. The way the Republicans hammered on Benghazi or Hillary's emails or, you know, Monica Lewinsky or anything like that. You know, the, the Dr. Seuss, the Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head uh, we, issue can, that we have. Can we talk about Monica Lewinsky for just a minute? Tony, that was a blowjob. Yeah, I, I just, it, to me, I, I, I no pun intended here, but it was really overblown. <laughs> Thank you. And it, you know, that was a bit of a zinger. <laughs> and, and nobody's talking to Bill Clinton here, but I'm I'm going with you on that, and I'm trying to get a punchline. Nobody's going with you on that, but who knows? Nobody asked Bill Clinton. It might not even have been a good blowjob. 
Well, I, it, it was just, you know, and then we you go from Clinton and that situation, and people are so up in arms, and he did lie about it, so that doesn't look good when you lie to Congress. Um, he should be admonished for that, and he was. But then you, you know, you fast forward to Trump, and now it's like, you know, he slept with porn stars, used campaign funds to pay her off to keep her quiet. And now nobody has a problem with that. And and to tell you the truth, Dave, I'm kind of glad they don't have a problem with it. I, I hate to see that, you know. Um, what you do after all, hours, Tony, what yeah, you do after care. hours is you, right? I don't care. Exactly, Dave. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me, you know, one bit. It's now, like the scandal with Bill Clinton came into the fact that he was marinating a cigar in Monica Lewinsky's pussy during work hours. He was on the clock and he had his shit <laughs> marinating inside her. Right? That is that is so funny. And I mean, granted, that had to be the best tasting cigar in history, right? Come on. Well, you hope. Well, you hope. I mean, you would think. Or, or, or the worst. Could be either way. Well, it could go either way. Thank you. <laughs> oh shit! But anyway, I don't I, even want to go I, there. I just got a couple minutes okay. left. If I got to make a, me and Marlene have to make a food run. So uh, go ahead and start to wrap it up. Let's. Uh, well, we don't have any messages, so give me your closing statement. Well, I really wanted to talk about you know the January sixth situation, Dave, and the fact that so many of us are just not dealing in reality anymore, Dave. How we can see something happen. We can hear testimony about it. We can have people convicted in these situations in court. And yet we're still seeing people and hearing people say, yeah, nothing to see here. Not really a problem. What you just saw isn't really true. And I mean, Dave, there's, you, can, you and I can argue about something that the FBI did or didn't do. Or Fauci's emails meant this or meant that and whatever. But when Fake you news. see Capitol Police Fake being attacked news. by rioters, and then people are telling me that no, it's just, it was just like a tourist trip. Fake news. Just, Fake that's news. Pretty scary. Fake news. Ready to go? Anyway, Dip, I, I have to I have to depart to all, all of our listeners. I want to say thanks for listening. And um, David, I will be talking to you at a later date. Tony, I love you, my friend. Thank you so much. I had a wonderful time talking with you, and thank you to everybody for listening. Good night. Oh, it's a good doggy. Oh, yeah. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode and another thing with Dave. Please follow, subscribe, and share. I'm on all social media and another thing with Dave. And keep seeking the truth.